We are live. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Blake Rafino. Alongside me is my counterpart, Joe DeLeon. Good evening, sir. How are we doing? Less than two weeks away from college football. I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. You hit the important part there. That is the indicator for my mood. I feel like we are so damn close. Look, I, I know that, and we've said this before, the preseason is is what it is for the NFL, but I don't know what it is, man. It feels like I'm watching like a, a, a Mac game in the middle of the day when there's nothing else on. It's, it's giving me enough of a taste, Blake. I need some real football. Yeah, I'm not, you know, every, so as an example, you know, people were like, oh, Saints going undefeated, you know, like first drive with Derek Carr, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it's so it's just so aggravating yeah. you know like come on man like come anthony on richardson's pick though was was telling of how he's going to do this year right Who? anthony richardson's inner his interception that he threw is an indicator oh. that he's going to do poorly that you texted me about this weekend right is it's, that what, what that's different than a team winning the super bowl him making an outright horrendous pass is different than a team winning a super bowl you know it He's going to struggle. Yeah, it's his first year as a starter. Okay. It's his first year. He's going to play like crap. The Colts are going to be bad. They're going to draft Joe Walt or Alufashanu, and then they're going to ride off into the sunset in year two. No, they're not. <laughs> Put some respect on his name. Whose name? Anthony Richardson's name. No. <laughs> I, I mean, I think he's a great like type of prospect, but a top five pick? I think he's going to get there. We've already got a very – did you see the super chat that somebody threw in here? No, I did not. I did not. Oh, Adam. My man Adam with the Canadian dollars. No, 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 no. no. Look at what he said ahead of that. He says, I'll send a super chat if Joe gives us a Go Tigers. Okay. So I technically don't have to say it because he already gave us – Give a Go Tigers and stop being a Rudy Poo. Go Tigers. All right. That's That's what I like to say. Thank you, Adam, my man, for the super chat. Look at my man. I'm like a homeless guy playing a guitar, basically, is what I'm (laughs) – was what I've Well, those people actually have skills. Yeah, exactly. I have none, apparently. Apparently so. All right. Thank you, Adam, so much. My man sent me the Canadian currency. You got it. I love it. Thank you so much. But we do got a big show in store for you today. We'll go through our predictions of Heisman Trophy, uh, Benark Award, and the 2023 College Coach of the Year. We'll react to the AP poll being released today. Yeah, it was a lot of the same as the coaches poll. Michael Lohr alleges 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 that he is taking act. He was taken advantage of. Excuse me. Which let can we stop right there for just a minute? What in the hell is going on with this, Mike? Like, bro, what what took you so long? Well, there were I forget when it was. There was another article that was published a while ago that or was that he felt like he was taking advantage of and today was when it was actually published that he was filing a lawsuit and like a while it seems like over a period of time that their relationship the one with the twoies the family that adopted him which they didn't actually it was starting to to worsen over time and it got to this point now where i mean he's got enough evidence you i think that's why it took so long like is that he had to collect enough evidence. He needed to do enough digging in this. You can't just file a lawsuit unless there's actual reason to do so. 10 years. Well, the other thing that was talked about in the ESPN article is that he was so focused on football. He 
There it is. So he's done with football, and he's not getting a paycheck, and now he wants money. I don't think that's what it is. I don't think – I side with Orr on this. I don't – I don't don't side with the Tuies. I'm just saying, like, everybody's like, oh, well, of course, they – you know, they went, they did bad things to him. Okay. So, um, all right. I, I, I don't disagree with that, but at the same time, everybody's like, Oh, Michael victim, uh, Michael or the victim. And I'm like, well, he wasn't a victim when he was getting paid underneath the table at Ole Miss either. Yes. And I also think that there, there obviously were good things that were done for him by the Tui family, but at the same time, like the whole con cons, uh, like, oh my God, what's the word? Um, I'm blanking out the word. But the whole arrangement that he signed and the paperwork that he signed set him up for to get effed, and he did get effed. If he if he can prove that he didn't get any money from that movie, he netted zero dollars, then he got completely screwed over by the family. That's I don't this. I do not disagree with you there. I do not disagree with you there. So we'll we'll talk about that as well. And Jim Harbaugh, um. Not just not going to be suspended for four games in the 2023 season, which it was an outright dunk on the NCAA. Good for them. Jo- again, what are we talking about? Like, what are we legitimately talking about? Like, suspended for – I think that the NCAA got so much <laughs> backlash from this, and they were like, all right, well, he's not suspended. Joe, we're talking about buying a recruit a hamburger, bro. Like – well, the statement that they came out with was that it's it's not just for buying a cheeseburger. That was the literal quote, and they let oh, the, they, they let the message board dorks get to them, which is hilarious. It's not um, message board dorks, Joe. I know, I know, but my point here is it's this is a pissing match. This is a pissing match. Harbaugh at the NCAA lost. Yeah, but no, no, but now they're they did lose it, and now they're coming back, and they're they're pissed off the way that it was handled, and the way that people have. Describe them. Well, good. You're saying it's good that the NCAA did that? No, I'm saying it's good that they got screwed. Oh, yes. Absolutely. I love that they got screwed. Yeah. All right. We got a lot to talk about. Maybe for once we can talk some football. I I will tell you this, Joe. Not looking good for your former OC in Alabama right now. Really? What have you heard? Uh, well, the quarterbacks can't hit a damn, couldn't hit a damn window if it saved them. You know, they couldn't hit the broadside of the barn with a telephone pole if it saved their life. It's going to be Jalen Milrow. They should just, I, run I would the, be shocked if Jalen Milrow does not run out there first. I would legitimately be shocked. They should just run the triple option. Don't even throw the okay. football. What's stopping them? Okay. Now you're just, now you're just the wishbone. Absolutely. Run the wishbone. What? Why not? If you can't throw the ball, seriously, if you can't throw the ball, you need to get creative. I'm not being serious, but they need to just run the ball. Why are you the way that you are? What? It's a good point. You think that they're not going to lean on running the ball if they can't throw the ball? Well, I think it's all they're going to do. Yes. <laughs> I exactly. think it's all they're going to do. All right. We got a lot to talk about. We'll get rolling. We do have Rafino. I mean, we do have AYS Sports uh, live at 7 o'clock, too. Uh, Joe did make my way out to Dallas. We'll talk about that. Mm. five-star recruit Corey Moore recruiting live on AYS so it was a big uh big weekend so all right we got a lot to touch we got a lot to touch on let's talk about our good friends over at betonline.ag though first if you're on Facebook do us a favor by hitting the like and share share to all of those social media groups share to all of those social media pages if you're listening to us on YouTube like subscribe notification bell 
wherever you listen to podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe. And if you're listening to us or watching us on Fubo TV, welcome, welcome, welcome. Let's talk about our good friends, though, over at betonline.ag. Don't go anywhere. We're back next. Let's talk some college football, man. I'm excited. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live in-game betting props and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag, BetOnline.ag. We're back. Texas isn't. All right, we do got a lot to get into uh, here tonight in reference to, look, we're going to make some projections, Joe. We're going to talk a lot about who we see. You know, you trashed my quarterback, Jane Daniels, and you oh, I didn't trash him. Well, you got me in a lot of trouble. But nevertheless, nevertheless, <laughs> we'll do our Heisman. We'll do our Defensive Player of the Year. We'll do mm-hmm. Coach of the Year. But I do want to start off with this. The AP poll came out. Anything stand up for you? It looked to me like it was a lot like the coaches poll. Uh, I mean, Alabama's at four. I, I mean, it was pretty much the coaches poll, really. Yeah, I mean, I think that there were some subtle differences between the AP and the coaches poll, but same similar takeaways that we had for the coaches poll when we talked about it last week. One, why is Alabama ahead of LSU, a team that lost to LSU? that has more roster holes, and we're putting them at number four because of Nick Saban. That's my biggest qualm with it. And then the next one is I, I hate that Texas is where they continue to be placed. They should be in that 15 range. They didn't finish the, the season ranked last year. Yes, they made improvements, but can we wait till the, to prove themselves before they're in the top 15, in that top half of the top 25? I, I don't know what media members are picking them that high. I can get well, when the coaches can- do it. Well, I can tell you because uh, it's published every week. Yes. Yes, it is. So if you do want to look like, you know, I don't know. I'm not going to pick on any of these people, but Mm -hmm. some of the people that have an AP vote have zero business having an AP vote, okay? So that that is what it is. Joe, I, I mean, look, what do you want me to say, really? You know, like, what do you want me to really say in reference to this AP Top 10? Okay, because I look at it, you got Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, Alabama, LSU, USC, Penn State, Florida State, Clemson, and Washington that round out your Top 10. Here's where I just sit with this. I saw Tulane got into the Top 25. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say something that I probably shouldn't because I do love the controversy that AP that polls do bring and it, it shows big matchups and what people think. And I do like that we have preseason polls on what people think. The end of the day, though, Joe, we're two weeks out. It doesn't matter. Okay. Like no. this does not matter. I don't, the problem that the AP poll consistently has is, is their voters. And they want to go with writers. They want to go with people that 
are you know associated with a business or a publication, and mm-hmm. that doesn't make them better if you're with a certain publication. This isn't just a southeastern thing. This isn't just a western thing. This is all across the country that this is happening. The bottom line for me is this. You, I understand still Alabama being number four. Okay, I will continue to say that Nick Saban deserves to be in the top five because the likelihood, Joe, of him losing more than three games is highly unlikely. Yes. It's highly unlikely, which they will be in there anyway. The problem or the thing that I look at the most, Joe, in the top ten, one of the top ten I just named historically – they're gonna win. They're gonna be your national champion. Since the playoff and BCS has started, mm-hmm. a team in the top ten has been your national champion. So you know who they are. They're right there. Nobody's coming out of the ether. If no. if history has taught us anything, it's gonna be one of those top ten. I don't think it's Washington. I don't think it's Clemson. I don't think it's. Some of the teams that that people want to see do good, I don't think it's USC, but we'll see. That's the way that I look at the top 10. I think everybody is pretty consistent, though, on the top 10 and the top 10 teams. Where you have them ordered, Joe, I don't really care, but at least there's some consistency that everybody agrees on the top 10 teams at least. Now, it's also worth noting, we're so close to the start of the season, everybody is releasing their own top 25 polls. You and I are going to put out our own top 25 polls on this show either Wednesday or the next show that we do after that before the start of the season. So we're going to get our chance to take a, a legitimate crack at this. Um, I, I don't disagree with that premise, though. I think that you, I, you know, I am getting a bit nitpicky with talking about Alabama. I just think it, it's silly to me to place a team at number four ahead of a team that they lost to. And on paper, if we pull up both of these rosters, one looks a lot better than the other one. I can't find a reason to rank Alabama ahead of LSU. I'm not, I'm not the LSU homer either on this show, so it's, it's not like I'm sitting here pulling for, <laughs> for my team. I just think if I, if I remove any bias against either team, it doesn't make any sense to me. The other thing, too, that really caught my attention is no Texas Tech. None. I was really surprised that the coaches picked Texas Tech, but the media members, I would have thought they would have maybe driven them up the up the board a little bit. Yeah, uh, basically what Texas Tech was, in which we had a lot of Texas Tech people in our clip, they were giving you a really hard time. They were I, – I went and saw – God forbid I said they weren't going to win the national championship. I'm a hater. Yeah, I know. They were giving you a tough time on the show. How about that? Uh, they replaced Texas Tech with Tulane. Is what they did. No, Tulane made the the coaches poll. Did they? I think it was Iowa. I think Iowa was the one who. Okay. Okay. Iowa should not be on here. Iowa should not be on here. That was bullshit. Okay, yes. Can we just mention that Iowa has zero business being on any top 25 list? Should we do our own top? Here's the thing about top 25 list too, Joe. It's too many. Yeah, you know, yes, I did this yes. for Believe all last season. I did it yeah. the year before, which yeah. kind of started Believe doing this. I came out with my top 10 every week. Every single week for the last three years, I come up with my top 10. My preseason poll, after week zero, after week one, that's how I do it, okay? 
But I'm going to – because regardless, regardless, 11 through 25, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't yes. really matter. You're, really. you're right. You're, you're right. Okay, It matters for recruiting. It matters for all these other things. It doesn't matter for college football. It matters for TV ratings. It matter. Iowa is not going to win that many games. Their coaching staff is more than likely going to be fired by the end of the year. So when I yes, please put them in the top twenty-five. But you know what? But you know what these people don't do when they look up the AP poll. They don't talk about. Oh, I don't know who's. Let me look and see a team that maybe didn't make it. Okay, because uh, now I'm just looking and grasping at straws because I didn't really pay too much attention to it because it didn't really matter. So, like, when I look at it, you got Iowa at 25, Ole Miss at 22. Joe, Ole Miss has zero business being behind North Carolina, Wisconsin, Oklahoma, Oregon State, quite honestly, and I'm going to make this pretty well known, I think Utah. Like, Ole Miss sitting there at Mm -hmm. 22, do you do you have any faith right now that UNC could go into Oxford and beat them? What about Oklahoma? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Well, so like that to me is the premise of building these ballots. And I, by the way, I am actually on an official ballot. I do the stats FCS ballot, which is FCS, obviously. But I feel like the process of building these is so poorly done, especially by some of these media members. The best approach you should always look at the teams that are around one another and say to yourself okay, can this team beat this team? No, they can't. Okay, they're going to be lower. Can they? I'm going to move them ahead. And then you keep shifting and reshuffling with that approach. That is one thing that I I feel like is commonly so missed. Instead, we're so hung up on the resume aspect of it. And we're so hung up on the, um, you know, if you've got one signature win, it it puts yourself so much further up the board. And like North Carolina is probably going to have a good record at the end of the year. They're probably going to finish with three losses. They're probably going to finish at that 20 spot. But to your point, yes, Old Miss is good enough to beat North Carolina. And frankly, we we did our Old Miss preview. Like that was another thing too. I'm glad that you brought up Old Miss. We did our Old Miss preview. I think Old Miss has a lot of potential this year to be a top 15 team. Instead, we've got some of these. We got Oregon State. We've got TCU. We got Utah and Oregon ahead of Old Miss. I that don't agree should that. not happen. Like, no. and you know what's crazy to me about this is to, is too, like. The problem with these, and this is my last point of all this, the people voting for this do not break down all these other teams. Mm-mm. No, and it, you look at the the list of people who are voting, they're all local reporters. Correct. You know, let me tell you who should have top top 25 votes. Me and you, Kirk Herbstreit. We're not going to get them. <laughs> Joel Klatt, <laughs> the entire ESPN College Game Day booth, not named Lee Corso. Uh, Jake Crane, Crane and Company. I think those dudes do a really good job. Name some other big time people that you know that it's plugged into college athletics. The real dudes, right? Like the real dudes. Let those people have top twenty five votes. The Rudy Pooh who wears, sorry, I'm about to say this, glasses and play cricket growing up. Okay, but you wear glasses, but you didn't play cricket. Did you play cricket? I'm from New Jersey. You think I play cricket? <laughs> well, rugby is on the same level. I, I, you know? Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I mean, not I rugby, lacrosse, that. whatever. I just don't get it. I don't get it. But you know oh, what yeah, I, I do get? You know what I yes. do get? Go ahead. And I hope because of what you posted last week that actually you will do me the favor and post this on social media this week. 
I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna come back at you for your statement a couple of weeks ago when you talked about Jane Daniels because we're gonna have to get into our Heisman predictions. I'm going okay. ultimate homer here. Oh, are all three pick, all, all three all, all three of your picks are gonna be LSU? No. Okay. As long as no. all three of them are in LSU, I'm fine with. I can make arguments for for some of these, and I can predict which ones you're gonna go with. As long as all three of them are not LSU, I'm fine with it. I don't like picking a Heisman this far out, but I'll do it for you. I do think it's going to be Drake May, Jane Daniels, Caleb Williams. Okay. Do Pick you want to one. jump right into this segment? We can. I mean, let's do it. I mean, we can't. I mean, Joe, the truth is the three Heisman finalists to me, pick one, is going to be Jane Daniels, Drake May, or Caleb Williams. Or if somebody comes out of the ether and does something special, you know, does. And I'm just throwing a name out here at this point. What if KJ Jefferson go and Arkansas goes nine and three and he has an unreal year? Like I do think that there are some some long shots. Don't give me a running back. Don't give me a wide receiver. Don't give me a defensive player. You know, I know, Jesus knows, Santa Claus knows that the more than likely the top three dudes that will win the Heisman will either be Jane Daniels, who I think, Joe, and what I've seen with my own eyes. With my own eyes, this dude is light years from where he was a season ago. Caleb Williams, he's going to be the number one overall pick barring injury or fingernails being painted. And mm -hmm. Drake May might be one of the better prospects at quarterback that we've seen maybe since Andrew Luck, depending on who you talk to about just natural God-given ability. Those are my three. I can pick – you know what? I should probably write their names down, put it in my hat, and just, you know, pick one, I'm okay with it. But I do think it will be the, one of those three. That's where I sit. Well, I'm going to give you a singular pick. Okay. I decided to narrow it down, and you didn't mention this man's name. It is not a receiver. It is not a running back. It's an offensive lineman. No, just kidding. This guy that you didn't mention. Michael Penix. To Michael Penix Jr. Okay, Look, I, see? I think that what is going to happen here, very, it, it almost never happens that we get a back-to-back -back year winner. Caleb Williams would need to top everything that he did last year. We're I agree with that. Going to the college football playoff, we're talking about winning the Pac-12, we're talking about uh, improved stats. That's what it takes for him to re-win that award because, look, Bryce Young had a chance to go go back-to-back. -back. He didn't do it. He didn't get the job done. There's plenty of guys that have done it as sophomores and redshirt freshmen in the past decade that have not come back and re-upped because there's always Tim been a Tebow bigger storyline. Like yes. Tebow did. Like there's been a lot. You're right. I, yeah. I agree with you. There's always a bigger storyline. There's always a new face that is the headline of college football. And I, I, I'm, I made this pick not based on who I think is going to statistically have the best season. But you I think that might go get to the playoff. Yeah, I do. So that's so here's that my whole put him in there. Here's my whole point with with Michael Penix Jr. I stand by what I said on the last show that I think that Washington is going to go to the college football playoff, and with them going to the college football playoff means that they're going to have an unreal season. They're going to beat USC. He is going to vanquish the um, the villain in the Pac-12 and take down Caleb Williams. He is going to get to a level that is going to put his name in every single headline. We did it last year. We tried to do it with Max Duggan. We tried to build him up. He fell short. And had he won the Big 12 championship game, I would he argue might have that there, more votes. he might have gotten more votes. There's, it's very highly possible that he could have gotten more votes. 
But what I think with Michael Penix Jr., he put up stupid stats last year. Both of his receivers come back. Most of his offensive line comes back. Everything is set up for this guy to have a fantastic, fantastic season. If they run the table, win the Pac-12, go to the college football playoff, I think that that guy's going to win the award. Because I just think that some of these other guys are going to get eaten up in parts of their schedule. I think that Drake May is not going to get back to the ACC championship game. I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. I think that Caleb Williams, Caleb Williams, to the point I'm, I'm bringing up here, is going to fall short. And I know that you want to go with Jaden Daniels. I can see him standing there at the podium at the end of the season, and I can see him having some Heisman mo- moments and some big, big games. But I just don't know if, if success is going to be purely because of him. Like I feel as though Jaden Daniels gets there because the whole team is doing really well. Joe, my- with all due respect, okay. with all due respect, okay, that's for every quarterback. You don't see a five and seven quarterback winning the, you know. Well, um, Paul Horning did, but my- <laughs> in 1981, <laughs> my point is, Blake. What I'm trying to say with that is that, yes, you need to have a good team around you. But I think Washington's success and for them to reach the playoff and for all that to happen is going to be heavily because of him making highlight plays every single game. I don't think Jane Daniels has to do that. Jane Daniels has a better supporting cast. I think he, I think it, here's what I think. I think he's going to have to. See, I, I completely disagree with that. I think he's going to have to go into Tuscaloosa and pull a Joe Burrow. Not like that, but pull a, you know, Joe, if he has 250 yards passing, 100 yards rushing, and four touchdowns, where Burrow, like, damn near threw for, I'm paraphrasing, I don't remember off the top of my head, but threw for 400 yards and got the monkey off of LSU's back. You know, for like a, he's going to have to go into Tuscaloosa and do that. He's going to have to go into into Orlando and do that. And here's the truth. He's going to have to go into Georgia and do that. Okay, the three toughest games, arguably, that LSU has will be on the road. And if he can go in there and beat all three of those teams, Joe, statistically, I think it would be like a a, a Robert Griffin III to some extent where it's like, okay, well, he didn't throw for the most yards. He didn't throw for Mm -hmm. the most touchdowns. But the dude went on the road and won. Okay, now. I do agree with you, and I struggled with putting Caleb Williams in in my in my top three, right? Like my three guys that can win. And I do agree with you. I you know how much I love Michael Penix Jr. He's on the he's in the same boat as a J, uh, as a JD five would be. Okay, you're gonna have to win those big games for all three of them. The only quarterback that I think. Or a player that I think that could go eight and four, nine and three, Joe, and win it would be a Drake May. Do you remember when Tebow won it? They went like eight and four, nine and four with the bowl game win. They did not have a great season. So I think because people people like him so much, maybe, maybe, but I, I just don't think that there's a clear cut like, I just don't feel like there's a clear cut dude. Like, very quickly, who won the Heisman last year? Go. It's Caleb Williams. Okay. Well, I probably shouldn't ask you. You know, I, I, no. yeah, I should have never asked. <laughs> okay. uh, you want okay, to move well, to uh, defensive, our defensive yeah, yeah, player yeah, of the year? 
Well, let's talk about the, the Bednarik Award. Um, do you have one guy or do you have a couple of guys again? You go first. All right, I have one pick, and I kept this one so simple. I, I feel like in this – it's happened the kind of the past couple of years, and last year especially, Will Anderson was the winner last year. He won the award last year for, for – And he should have. He should not have won it. Who should have won it? Uh, Jalen Carter. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. But my point is, is that those well, that are up for clap, dog. Like again, Tennessee and LSU clap that clap them cheeks. A lot of times, the winner of this award is a big name, and it's somebody that's in the contention for being a say top draft name. pick the upcoming year. Say what? Say Who's say name? Name. I'm not going to say Harold Perkins. I'm not <laughs> saying Harold Perkins. I'm going to say Jared Verse. So we're going oh! with a lot of we're going with a lot of Florida State uh, okay. this this preseason. I think that Jared Verse has solidified himself as the best defensive player in the country already with everybody that's left for the NFL. He could have gone to the NFL. He decided to come back. They're gearing up for a national championship run. The guy is twitchy. He is explosive. He beat the shit out of LSU in week one and made a name for himself. And you know what? The expectation is that he's going to want to do that again to build off of the success that he had last year. It was banged up, I believe, in a couple spots. And if he's back, no issues. I think that he wins the award because as I've predicted, and this is a lot, there's a, there's a running theme here. I'm picking guys that are on teams that are my top four for the college football playoff. If they go to the college football playoff, it's going to be because be because Jared verse is a crazy season and he's going to win the bid there. I also wrote down Jared verse. Hey, so I do like him a lot. And let me tell you why. The voting on the defensive player award always goes to a guy that should have won it the year before. Okay. Yes. Yes. And I do think that he has, like, I, I think, even though I would come, want to come out and say, like, a Harold Perkins, who I think is arguably one of the best players in college football, I don't think he's going to win it because, look, like, and LSU fans would know this, like, Grant Delpit won the Thorpe Award in 19. He had no business winning it. Zero. He was hurt for, he had a, he had a bad year. He had a bad year. Well, Derek Stingley Jr. should have won it, okay, yeah. in, my, in my opinion. He should have won it as a freshman, but they don't like giving it to freshmen for whatever reason. I like Jared Verse a lot, but if I came out of the blue, if I just – if I came – we've talked about this player before. If I just came out of the blue with somebody that nobody would think about, who do you think that I would say? Michael Williams. Well, shit. <laughs> Was that who you were going to say? Yeah, because remember – We talked about him. Two and a half months ago, we talked about him at length. And, Joe, I do think that he's going to make a massive impact at Georgia. I do think that he's going to be somebody that just comes out of nowhere that people are like, oh, well, this you know, this kid was a former officer, whatever. But people are not talking about him enough. So those three dudes and adding Perkins would be uh, my guy. Right. I think you make a really good point, though, here is that a lot of times this word in, in particular, it's not like the Heisman because the defensive players just don't get publicized as much as the offensive guys do. We tend to give the award to somebody a year late. Like Will Anderson, Will Anderson should have won it the year prior. I don't know if, I don't know if he did. I'm going to, I think it might've been Aiden Hutchinson the year prior that, that ended up winning it, but you know, he didn't win it as a sophomore. And then he goes on and win it on as a junior when he had a down year. Mm -hmm. I think that that's very applicable for Michael Williams and Harold Perkins. They're going to be the guys that are fighting for the award in 2024. 
I think that it's probably going to go to the name that is just going to be continuously circulated. Even if he has like an average season, Jared versus probably still going to win the award. I do tend to agree that I think I do like him to win it uh, as well. Guys, I'm not going to talk about Denver Harris. Wait until uh, we get to AYS. Joe, you want to talk about coach of the year? Yeah, let's do it. I'm going to start off first here. Okay. You ready? Mm -hmm. I'm going to stay on that same trend and topic. I'm going to go actually, believe it or not, I'm going to go Mike Norvell because I do think because, because since I picked them to get into the playoff uh-huh. and there to be a potential rematch between LSU and Florida state from where Florida state came to get into the playoff, he would win it. He would win it over Saban. He'd win it over Kirby. He'd win it over Brian Kelly. He The only other way that Mike Norvell, in my prediction of them getting to a playoff, the way that he wouldn't win it is if a new coach did get in it, like a Coach McGuire at Texas Tech, or if Sark, for the love of God, please, Jesus, I hope this doesn't happen, but if Texas got into a playoff, okay? Right. Hey, he would probably win it. I do think because Mike Norvell and this team can win the playoff and win 10, 11 games, I do think he's got a chance. I'm going to double down with two Florida State dudes. I'm going to go Mike Norvell is winning that award for me. Well, this show is a damn echo chamber because I also wrote down Mike Norvell, and now I feel oh, like a total God. hack that we wrote down the same the same names. Um, I, yeah, that's my thing here is in running theme that I went with and picked – guys that fit the line of of what ended up being my my college football playoff and we've seen that happen over the past few years since the playoffs inception is that a lot of times those that are picked are because they're a part of the best teams because they're a part of the storylines their head their name is constantly in the headlines and if florida state which is a nationally recognized and rooted for brand in college football gets back to the college football playoff, wins the ACC, and puts himself in this position to compete for a national title, you can bet your ass that Mike Norvell's winning this award. I don't think that there will be a more um, – I don't want to say unanimous because I don't know if it's going to be unanimous, but an easier decision for the media to make than just to pick um, Mike Norvell. It makes it makes too much sense. And you could have you could have Brian Kelly go undefeated, and I wouldn't be shocked if Mike Norvell doesn't come out and win this award because they love the storyline so much. They just well, they just not love only that, pick guys like that. Well, not only that, they normally give it to new head coaches, aka Sonny Dykes. Like the truth, the yeah. Truth, Kirby Smart should have won the award last yes. year. Yes. Sonny Dykes won it. Yes. Even though Sonny Dykes literally Wait. just lost and got his teeth kicked in by Kansas State. They Sonny Dykes deserved. They should have given award. it to Kirby Smart, and you Sonny know, Dykes it. deserved to win that award. Come on now. Joe, that accomplishment. They played, they played jars of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches outside, and while meanwhile Kirby's just kicking everybody's ass. He got TCU to a national championship and lost by sixty-five points. Look, we we don't need to pay attention to what the final score was. At the oh, game. That game didn't okay. that game didn't happen. That game didn't happen. He still got TCU. Who did? Who's the that's national even, champion? Who? Who's that's the, even more of an accomplishment. He got a team that didn't clearly did not belong in a national championship to the national championship. That is an accomplishment, Blake. You know who's a who's a dark horse for me to win this? Who? Harbaugh. Let me tell you why it's a dark horse. 
if they go undefeated in the Big Ten again, at some point they're going to have to vote him to win the, the Coach of the Year award. Nobody talks about Harbaugh, man. Nobody mm. likes to talk about Harbaugh. But, Joe, if they go undefeated, man. Can I can I put this out there? I, I actually feel like the media hates does not like Harbaugh. And, I mean, they I'm one of those don't. people that I don't like Harbaugh. I don't. Well, but I'm, the khakis I'm and the, the stuff that he does, I don't know why the media hates him. Like, why do they hate him? He's kind of a difficult person from what I've seen. But they don't they don't like him. And they, they were they were quick to call for his firing when he was wasn't beating Ohio State. And then they were quick to report on his interest in leaving for the NFL. They they were they have never given him the benefit of the doubt. I agree with you. I think he should win the award if they win the Big Ten again and, and they go undefeated. But I I feel like he might have some powers working against him. I one more name just throw out there. Kalen DeBoer. I think the Kalen DeBoer, if they win the Pac 12, that's a that's a slam dunk. Oh, that's a uh interesting one. That's an interesting one. You know who else I think could win it? And you're not gonna like this. Who? I do think that there's a chance that Dabo gets back in the playoff, though. And you think that he, yeah, actually, that does. I mean, if he if he brings them back if, to the playoff, it's if offensively they figured it out. Look, everybody in their mama, Joe. Let me tell you something. Everybody in their mama is, is saying, okay, that they don't have weapons on the outside. I I completely disagree with that. I one thousand percent disagree with that. Okay, mainly just due to the fact that they did not have an offense. Look. Offensively, they suck last year. Yeah, it was terrible play calling, and it's there hasn't been any development in the receiver room. So it's it's it it's really easy to make that claim, and I'm happily going to easily make that claim. But I need to see something before I can admit that they've got some receivers. If they if they come out firing and 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 Riley gets them all set up and they're rolling, absolutely, man. Like I, I don't disagree with that. That's been my whole take. Everybody's coming in here and asking about Denver, Denver Harris. Harris. I've seen. I can tell you're distracted by that. <laughs> well, I just don't want it to be answered here. I just don't want it to be answered here. Well, That's look, we we'll call see. a tease. That's what we call a tease in the media. No, it's that I don't want it. I don't. Uh. It, it, no, because I need to get off the air and then make a phone call and, and figure this out. So. That's a good I'm point. Not, you never want to just. I'm not. I never. And look, I'm not going to break any news tonight. It doesn't matter what it, what's told to me. You know, I'm right. not – Brian Kelly will address this probably on Wednesday. It's not my business to to say unless somebody reports it. All right. Uh, speaking of Jim Harbaugh, okay, Joe, I might go on a little bit of a rant on this, okay, because this has come to a conclusion. But here's where I sit. And I need you to just listen to me for just five seconds. Like, just hear me out. Okay. Everybody keeps saying – that, oh, well, the infraction is not about with Harbaugh facing a four-game suspension. It has nothing to do with him paying recruits or paying for recruits to eat food, okay? That this has to do with lying. Okay, I understand what you're saying. However, what are we doing? Like, I get that it's an infraction that he lied to you. You're not the federal government. You're not the police. Like, Joe, he's being investigated over feeding kids. 
And so all of this to start, I'm glad that Harbaugh's not getting a four-game suspension. I am thrilled that the NCAA lost, that Harbaugh's not facing a four-game suspension. At some point, dude, we got to come to realize, like, can we just be realistic about life? Like, bro, he makes $10 million a year roughly, right? I mean, mm. give or take. Yeah. He paid for a fucking cheeseburger. I, I mean, Joe, come on, man. Come on. You got, by the way, the number one player in the country committed to Missouri today, right? Yes, I saw that. Okay. Missouri just did, the state of Missouri just did a very big thing for NIL where people can sign, players can sign financial aid agreements and start receiving NIL through collectives in the state of Missouri. Right? That's a big thing. Mm -hmm. But those goddamn cheeseburgers, though. Okay, so I see what you're saying. I'm going to read the quote from from the article. Okay, please do. The Michigan infractions case is related to impermissible on- and off-campus recruiting during the COVID-19 dead period and impermissible coaching activities, not a cheeseburger. Crawford wrote, challenging a message board narrative that found traction in recent months. It is not uncommon for the COI to seek clarification on key facts prior to accepting. The COI may also reject a, an NR negotiated resolution if it determines that the agreement is not in the best interest of the association or the penalties are not reasonable. Last bit here. If the involved parties cannot resolve a negotiated resolution process, it may proceed to a hearing, but the committee believes cooperation is the best avenue for quickly resolved issues. Look, that, look here's the, just the way that I'm looking at this. That's I, no, well, hold, first off, first okay. off. First off, I'm not reading that to disprove anything you said. I, I'm just reading that. it for context. Jimbo also said that their collective was horseshit, and they just disbanded it because of the IRS thing. So yeah. I don't – listen, I'm listening to the Michigan people. Like, our buddy David Cohn, okay, mm. played quarterback at Michigan. He came out and confirmed, confirmed through Michigan that this was what, what was going on. So if you have a dude who's more plugged into it, I'm going to go with Cone and what he's hearing versus these other Rudy Poos. Just so, saying, bro. Like, yes, that statement's so from the, the the NCAA, from from those that are like, operating. And let me give though. you an example. There was okay. a recruit from Texas A&M who mm-hmm. said, oh, we didn't sign contracts. He posted the contract on Instagram. I'm again. I'm mostly reading it for context, not because I disagree with you, but because I no no no. All I'm reading it for is, as I said at the beginning of the show, this is a pissing match. Like this is literally a dick measuring contest between the two of them. The NCAA felt like that they had been overall. They've clearly been taken advantage of by NIL by the transfer portal. They have no control. And as we said when the suspension was put out there. It was an attempt to regain control. Whenever they drop these suspensions and these penalties, it is a way to say we still have a little bit of power that we're hanging on to. And I think that the the fact that they've been laughed at by everybody, they like they're just they're like the little pissed off a little pissed off kid that's you know mad that things didn't go his way. Like that's what this is. 
He's losing more and more. They're losing more and more power, and they don't like the way that, that they've been treated and they've been talked about. And they're just trying to take it all out on Harbaugh. That's that's all I'm reading it as. Like the cheeseburger or not, I think that they're just trying to make a statement because they know they don't have any statement on what. But right, like they, a they, on what? right. That's my point. Is it's 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 silly. It's really you know stupid. What you need to make a statement on. You yeah. need to make a statement on. But Joe, have they made a statement on the IRS thing with the collective at A and M? No, because they don't have. They're they don't they don't they move too damn slow to be able to provide any information for that. Because they stink. Good on they Harbaugh. Suck. Well, good yeah. on Harbaugh. Because well, now he's probably going to get suspended more games. For what? If if they didn't agree upon the proposed four game suspension, then that means they're going to probably come out with more because they want to make it bigger. Okay, well, please suspend him then. Because you know what's interesting in all this? Let me tell you what's interesting. What's blowing my mind is these national writers that everybody just so much loves so much, Dellinger, Forty, Samuel. Why aren't they reporting it? Uh, on on this, I think that they Meaning, no, they reported about the suspension. If you've noticed, they have not said what the infractions are. They said multiple That's violations true. during COVID-19. That's true. But you know what? When your boy out there in Memphis, Penny Hardaway, did something, they wrote articles detailing stuff. Will Wade, uh, J- Jeremy Pruitt, they gave details. Why are you giving details if you're reporting any of this? You want me they don't have I? shit. They don't have well, shit. And because it's probably stupid as shit. And let me tell you what they're probably going to do. They're probably going to hit him with something else he did. They're not going to hit him with the initial stuff. They're going to yeah. keep digging and hitting with the initial stuff. And this is probably why he's trying to go to the NFL. I, w- I mean, I wouldn't be – I actually – you know what? I'm going to put that out there as like kind of a, a nice bow for this before we get to the the Michael Orr thing. I wouldn't be shocked if this suspension doesn't come at the end of the season and he doesn't have another great year, which I have predicted that they will have another great year. And they give him like, like a six or an eight-game suspension – or maybe even they decide to ramp it up to a year because they find something that they can blow out of proportion that he doesn't just immediately jump ship and go to the NFL. I really would not be shocked that that doesn't happen. Would not be surprised one bit. They're killing the game, man. They're killing the game. Sucks. Yeah. All right, you want to talk about this Michael Orr thing before we we roll out of here? Bonkers, yeah, let's get to it. All right, you want to give the people a little bit of a – understanding of what's going on because look i i don't you've read up on more of this i've just read the headlines of this so can you give more of a detailed description of what's going on with michael lore and the twoies yeah what what sparked the headline today the headlines today was a, an espn article that was published regarding michael Orr, the former all-american two-time all-american offensive lineman uh, at old miss he was also the subject of the book and the movie the Blind Side Academy Award-winning film. Um, there was a lot of money that was made by won an Oscar for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of money that was made by the Tui family that the movie was based on, and there is a lawsuit alleging from Orr that he was taken advantage of, that he signed paperwork that he was not adopted, but he was rather similar to. I think it's a similar type of agreement with. Uh, that Britney Spears was in with her father where 
um, the TUIs acted as their decision makers and acted as the financial um, beneficiaries of, of anything that they, he couldn't make his own financial decisions. Basically, he wasn't a child. He was um, basically a disabled kid is the way that it's it's phrased is that they have to make those decisions for him, which is far from true. He was upset the way that he was portrayed in the film, that he was portrayed as a dumbass. He thought that a lot of people assumed that he was like, like bro, special he knew needs. what a bed was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no, that on. was one of the things in the article is that like uh, he had NFL coaches who thought he was special needs. And it's like, bro, I'm not that stupid. That was a that was in the movie. That's not me, <laughs> which is insane and infuriating at the same oh time. My but God. on top of that, though, the family individually, each member of the family got money for for the film and he hasn't seen a, a dime from it according to him i i saw that sj who is the little boy in the film he's coaching uh, now on, and he's on somebody's staff i thought he was at arkansas i think and right now mm -hmm. he does like collective work for ucf um but he went on barstool and was kind of giving a bunch of non-answers and was basically trying to make it seem like michael war was receiving money but this is all coming from the fact that they signed him into agreement where he had no control over his finances for a period of time and was completely robbed without knowing it until now. Okay. Do I think ultimately Michael Orr got hosed in this deal? Yes. I don't even know if it's hosed. I think it's just a young, uneducated. Well, hold on. Well, hold let me on. Uneducated is the wrong word. A young high school kid that the doesn't. Movie didn't come out when he was in high school. But the paperwork he signed was when he was in high school. So my point is that the paperwork that he signed... For the gave book, him, not the movie. No, 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 no. The, the, I'm saying that he signed paperwork a, that gave his parents when he was 18 years old. He thought that that paperwork meant he was being adopted. But in reality, it was handing over the decision-making capabilities to... Correct, to, right. Yes. So I, what I I'm saying is that they took advantage of an 18-year-old kid that didn't know what he was reading and did not know what he was being handed. I do. So let me get back to what I was saying. Okay, I do sorry. agree that he got hosed. Mike, the first question I have is why now? I'm sorry. I had to pull this. Up. <laughs> That's insane. Well, Orzron <laughs> didn't have the job then. I don't think. No, he I think did. Orzron did just gotten the job. You're right. Yeah, right. I think because Orgeron was late and they talked about in the movie, whatever. Yeah. You know, Saban's leaving and he wanted to go to LSU, whatever, 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 whatever. Mm -hmm. Look, man, I just want to know why now. That's what I want to know. Like, why now? Well, if you systematically do a really good job of covering shit up and you're taking advantage of somebody, like, but my, I mean, but Joe, I mean, like this has been going that this has gone on for ten years. Why now? I just don't know if it's that simple. Like I don't know if it's that simple that he immediately would have been like, "Oh, oh my god, you're taking my money." To the games he had him on the sidelines when they won the Super Bowl. Well, that, that's that's what I'm getting at is that he thought that they always you mean had to tell his best me that interest. He didn't have an accountant. He didn't have an agent, and the agent never pointed out to him. Hold on, hold on. It Hold was on. in the article that his agent was a family friend that was a lawyer, so they went full extent to take advantage of him. Well, that's what's that's what's even more. That's what I'm saying. I understand what you're saying. Like, why now? It's a good point. Like, how does this come up now? But I just think it's a really good proof of like a kid that was so far taken advantage of, thought he was being brought in and treated fairly, 
and was being given an amazing opportunity and brought in by this this wealthy family. But in reality, they they didn't they were doing what was best for them, not him. Clearly, not him. I want to know what the. I mean, I guess, I guess. I mean, what? So, what's the resolution going to be? They're going to have to pay him all that money back. That's what the the lawsuit is basically saying that he was un he was forced into signing this without understanding and that he's owed the money that was given to the family and not given to him. Well, I mean, I don't know what to say. I, I mean, I don't think I know. <laughs> I, I don't really. Do I think that the twoies are pieces of shit? I mean, yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it feels that way. But here's another thing, too. And something that we need to understand. Mm -hmm. Michael Lohr came out with this, but there's always two sides to a story. That's true. The one thing I will say, and I, I watched some of the clips that uh, SJ, the kid, the youngest. Yeah, what was he saying on Barstool? He was saying a bunch of non-answers, but one of the things that he made was a really good point is like, do you know how smart we'd have to be to find a kid to bring him in just with the intent of taking his money and then to know that he was going to pan out and go to the NFL? And he was saying how, like when he was a coach that, you know, if I could hit on four and five star recruits that I have the amount that I've missed on, like if I was had that high of a hit rate, like, you know, I'd still be in coaching or something along those lines, which is a good point. It's a fair point that like, there's no way that they could have known no, down the line that this was going to happen. Family could sell his story. Yes, that's a very rich family yes. that own a dude that owns multiple Taco Bells, KFCs, whatever. He has the money and connections to get in touch with somebody at Warner Brothers, okay, and say, "Hey, man, I, this is a." And, and it became a book. They did a book about it. The book mm. was the reason why the movie came out because it was so popular. And this kid was starting at Ole Miss. The book is what's no. The book is what started the national attention. It's what started the national attention. The you know the more that we the, the more that we talk about this, the, I I really don't know how I can find a way that the the twoies aren't ones that. The only thing that I can think, the only uh, thing that I can think, is potentially, you know, what's something that we hadn't talked about that they wanted to write a book, okay, about it or whatever, and he couldn't get paid off of his name, image, and likeness, and they received the money for him. That's possible. I don't know what the timeline is, though. That's the thing. That is, that is possible. Or 2005-2006. Well, but, like, when was he still playing by the time? What, what, when was he on I mean, the he NFL? Was what, you guys, and y'all could correct us in the chat. 2006? 2007? I mean, that's yeah. when all this started happening. I know one thing. Sandra Bullock is so fine in that movie. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, when like she walks, good. I just want to – never mind. All right. <laughs> We're two weeks away from the season. We don't need to <laughs> <laughs> get, us, get us in trouble. Yeah, get, get in trouble. <laughs> well. Uh, no, nah, it's, like, it's effed I up. I like it's my crazy. Sandra Bullock. Like, I like my gravy. Smothered. <laughs> I'm going to make that the, the clip from the episode. 
Okay. Well, I'm not actually going to. All right. Well, because uh, I get canceled. All right. Yes. We will see you guys Wednesday. Correct. Wednesday. Can we we'll talk about. Well, no, we no games aren't this Saturday. They're the following Monday. Saturday. We're officially we're it's it's game week. This upcoming Monday, it's game week. All yeah. right. Well, let's start talking about some games. Until then, we'll talk to y'all guys soon. Y'all have a good night. Peace out, Girl Scouts.